This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hello and welcome to everyone. This is Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I am one of your hosts, Les Jackson, and that guy that you're about to hear over there, Fred Staub, is the other host, and you know us because we're here every single week. Maybe we never actually leave, Les, just that our audience... Well, (laughs) we weren't supposed to tell people that. Oh, oh, okay, I thought maybe... Well, all right, I, I won't tell them that, but I will tell them a lot of news about the automotive world plus we've got a great guest we'll get to that in a minute but cancellations continue in the automotive world including the new york auto show that was originally postponed and the woodward dream cruise really no surprise on both of them we'll tell you about the new york situation though absolutely and uh, nissan freshens its kicks and genesis prices the g80 uh, below the European competition. Yeah, that's quite a deal. Tell you about that. Uh, when will Ford build its last sedan for the U.S. market? Well, we know and we'll tell you. That's right. It's uh, tomorrow. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's never really been revealed, but could the new Ford Bronco be in production already? <laughs> Strange times. Strange times. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe pre-production models. We don't know. Oh, well, I would hope pre-production. Yeah. And we're going to get an update from Matt Hagen, driver of the Mopar Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Funny Car. What has he been up to while the NHRA Tour has been on pause? They only got, I believe, two races in of the season, and... uh, They'll be picking up later in the year. We'll talk to him, what he's been up to. Some pretty interesting things that he does when he's not driving that funny car. All that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. That's the show you're listening to. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out the podcast edition, and more. Cruisecontrolradio.com. Yes. I've heard that show. <laughs> yes. You just can't sit <laughs> quietly, Les. You have to keep talking because... Uh, that's that's you true, You can't yes. sit and listen because you won't hear yourself. <laughs> Good but, point. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, the cancellations, uh, big story. You and I have been talking about car shows basically being, uh, well, kind of a thing of the past or becoming a thing of the past. And um, when they delayed the New York Auto Show, I thought they're probably not going to have it in August. That's that's what I thought. Yeah, we we both kind of uh, came up with that same feeling, if not a conclusion. And sure enough, uh, it's just not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen because the uh, Javits Center, the venue where it's being held, is being uh, still used as a field hospital, even if it doesn't have patients. They're going to uh, keep it at the ready in case 
So, hey, wise decision. We will keep you at the ready. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. We'll be right back. Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, we are cruising around checking out all the latest information. We're telling you a little bit about the New York Auto Show. It's a 120-year-old, well, party, automotive party in New York. It won't be happening, Les. Originally scheduled uh, for April... um, as it always is, the uh, it opens the weekend, the Easter weekend. Uh, then it was pushed back to August. Now it's been pushed off the calendar completely until April 2nd through 11th, 2021. Uh, I believe the press days are March 31st and April 1st. <laughs> April 1st. Uh, right, right. <laughs> and uh, we, we saw this coming. I think everybody saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I believe uh, it's going to be the case around the country. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting here about the Woodward Dream Cruise. That's an event that would be coming up August 15th. Uh, according to a report in the Detroit Free Press, both the uh, Birmingham and Huntington Woods City Council in Michigan have voted unanimously against hosting the event. Uh, There are two of nine cities that uh, are on the route of the Dream Cruise. Um, No official word yet. The Dream Cruise uh, actually uh, still their website still doesn't say it's canceled. But you can you can bet those uh, towns are going to fall like dominoes, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you're talking about what close to a million spectators. Yeah. Um, and how do you how do you ensure reasonable safety for people? Uh, and, and it's only it's only what sixty days away. Yeah, I I don't see how you can. And I think they will probably cruise through. It will just be a long line of cars cruising through, and people won't be stopping. There won't be the very Mustang Alley and all the other things that they set up. None of that will happen. But I think they will probably cruise down the highway. They can do that, right? Sure. No, uh, I mean, no I, crowd, I would though. Do th- I would do that, but I'm not going to stop and shake hands. and uh, Or ha- hang out and do car guy things like looking at engines and stuff. And, hey, where'd you get those wheels? That type of stuff. That's right. <laughs> um, it, it's, um, it's just, it's too risky. Yeah. So it'll be a big parade of cars, probably, but not any of the side um activity so there you have it it's uh, probably more to come when it comes to cancellations uh with the summer coming up we'll have to see because there is no way once you get big groups of people to to make sure you're not uh transmitting something yeah Uh, i won't be going to the beach this summer uh which by the way is 50 summers in a row (laughs) (laughs) That speedo less it really you know that's been well banned I've been asked by states. always by popular request please don't show up <laughs> all right uh, the twenty twenty I I have no way of smoothly <laughs> shifting gears there so I'm just no. going to go into the next no. story um, 
2021 Nissan Kicks has arrived, uh, and as they arrive, they're basically just arriving online, so we tell you about them. There's no reveals or anything like that. Uh, fresh design uh, for this in the front of the vehicle, kind of, uh, kind of, uh, I would say, softer and more sophisticated in the front. It looks really nice. It, it does. It's uh, It looks modern and yet at the same time not, uh, what would be the word, not avant-garde. Not avant-garde. Uh, interestingly enough, it has LED headlights. You and I have predicted that yep. uh, this will become a standard feature because uh, they get the better crash rating when they do. Uh at the back, the rear bumper is body color now, and the design is overall wider and longer. Uh, they've been updated with a new 8-inch Nissan Connect infotainment screen with Apple CarPlay, uh, centrally mounted 7-inch digital cluster, leather seats, redesigned steering, steering wheel for a more premium look, um, and the... Uh, the signature two-tone black and orange interior theme is exclusively available on the VL model. And uh, they're going to have a 1.2-liter three-cylinder engine. Uh, I would call this a mild hybrid. Uh, so how this works, uh, it's actually probably more than a mild hybrid. It's, it's Let me describe how it works. It's a 1.2-engine uh, liter engine that acts as a generator for the battery, delivering a driving experience similar to an EV. Sort of almost sounds like the Volt there, doesn't it? It's very much like a Volt. Yeah, so pretty cool. And uh, that's just one of the many new models we'll talk about on Cruise Control Radio. Stay tuned. We're going to tell you about some Genesis G80 pricing that is going to blow away Mercedes and BMW. We'll be right back. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here, rolling while actually sitting at our desks, uh, but... We are covering the auto industry, and over at Genesis, which, for my money, is the best luxury car you can possibly get, especially for the money. Yeah. Uh, and they've rolled out the G80 pricing. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty pretty good yeah. pricing, considering it's a super luxury car. Yeah, we talked about this car when we had uh, Kevin Smith from Genesis on, on about uh, both their G80 and their uh, SUV, and uh, he was telling us a little bit about it. We didn't have pricing at the time. Now we do. It's going to go on sale this summer, $47,700, not bad. Powered by a 2.5-liter turbocharged inline-four with 300 horsepower, 311 pound-feet of torque. You can get that twin-turbocharged V6. Oh, let's go for it. Why not? 375 well, yeah. horsepower, 391 pound-feet of torque. Um, and uh, significantly, uh, it's more than the outgoing G80, but a lot less 
than a Mercedes getting into like an or an Audi A6, which would be fifty-four thousand nine hundred, a BMW five series fifty-three thousand nine hundred, Mercedes fifty-four thousand fifty, and I can venture a guess, even the base model on the Genesis comes very well equipped. You're not going to have uh, to pay ten thousand dollars right. for heated seats. In that's that exactly right. It's going to be better equipped than the rest of them are for for their higher end prices. Also, let's remember it's a ten year warranty. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know they say uh, with the uh, uh, the base model comes with heated seats, LED headlights, running lights, proximity key, built in navigation, twelve speakers. To get all that stuff on some of those other cars we mentioned, like the uh, uh, A6, the 5 Series, the E-Class, you're you're going to be like $25,000 over that price because they really yeah, it, base it on... It can, it can easily get up there. Yeah. That's been one of the great things about uh, Kia, Hyundai, and now Genesis. There's always plenty of standard features. If you got the base car, you would have a great car that had everything in yeah. it. Yeah. You basically have everything you really want, certainly mm-hmm. everything you need. Yep. Um, and in many cases, more than you would have ordered separately otherwise. Yeah. I, that just, I, you know, I guess that's the way they market BMWs in, in this country, where they really, some of the basic things that we think about now, heated seats, navigation, um you know, uh, maybe a more sophisticated power seat or mem- power seat memory, all that stuff, they price it way, way, way beyond what it is. I mean, you can buy seat heaters for $250 <laughs> to put in. Your yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and okay, so you double it, like uh, make it $500 installed, you know, or more, even $1,000. But they price this stuff way, 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 way over. Uh, and I don't know if the, all the safety stuff's going to be uh, included, but uh, probably is. It's another thing where a lot of manufacturers don't have this stuff standard. So Genesis well, is a good right. deal. I look forward to driving it's it, don't you? Great deal. It's also, I think, prettier, certainly prettier inside than all the rest of them. Right. No, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. Uh, well, we told you that Ford is moving away from um, sedans, sadly, and it was kind of a big announcement. It was one of the bigger announcements to come out of Ford in a long time, wasn't it? Well, yes. Uh, and it's disappointed a lot of people, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and it, their date of their last sedan is coming up very quickly. It's going to happen in June. Uh, where the last uh, vehicle, the last sedan, will be built, and it it's really it's really sad stuff. I mean, to see this go away, it's uh, being uh, it's being built in Mexico for the um, U.S. market. It's a fusion, and uh, a lot of what they've been building down there are the fusion uh, police hybrid models. Uh, still a great deal, the Ford Fusion. You can still find them on lots. Uh, it was a great car, and really sorry to see it go. Um, I don't see how they can, you know, live forever with just SUVs. What do you think? I don't either. But uh, look at look at the buyers in the country. We're up to almost seventy percent. 
Yeah. Yeah. By SUVs. And that's going to end. I mean, it's going to end. I, I can't tell you when, but, but the tastes will change. Yeah. Well, I can tell you when <laughs> the last law enforcement spec fusion will roll off the line on July 5th. And then the last civilian model will roll off the line on July 21st. And I would venture a guess you could get a pretty good deal on on these vehicles. Yeah. By the way, this info is uh, according to the Ford Authority. It's a website. I If you want a Ford Fusion, I think you could probably get a really good, ve- uh, really good price on the vehicle because, uh, hey, the model's been around a while. It's been gone through. They know what they're doing when they come to building it. And the demand is not as high as it used to be, so... Hey, yep. but you got to move fast if you want a new one, right? Well, that's right. But they're sitting on the dealer lots. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, it's we're at the end of the model year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you could strike a really great deal. Mm. One thing you can't strike a great deal on because it has not <laughs> been revealed yet, even though it's one of the worst kept secrets in the, in the automotive world is the Ford Bronco and the Ford Bronco Sport. According to an article, uh, there's some thought that the Bronco Sport may already be in production uh, at its Mexico plant, um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're not revealing it. I guess it could be less. You think about it, the uh, the whole schedule of reveal has been blown uh, off course. Of course, it was supposed to be revealed in April at the 2020 New York Auto Show. That didn't happen. They didn't reveal it, uh, you know, uh, virtually. So uh, maybe they have been building pre-production vehicles. Maybe they're production vehicles. I don't know. Uh, this is going to be an important vehicle for Ford going forward because, um, you know, this is kind of more truck-like. It's more squared off. It's it's going to appeal to a different market than, let's say, the Ford Escape, which is now more car-like. Um, That's right. Uh, I well, uh, the Mexico plant's been closed too, though, right? Yeah, but they have reopened uh, on Monday, May eighteenth, and they're saying that they may be producing Ford Bronco Sports. If anything, they could be some pre-production models, as you know. With any car, they produce sometimes up to three hundred of them um, to try to make sure that they've got all the kinks out of the uh, assembly line. Then they take them out, they test them, they do what's called a captured test fleet, and they drive them around and um, maybe do some destructive testing. No, oh no, that's what automotive journalists no, do. that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've always prided myself on not delivering them back damaged when it comes you, to You and I are two of the few yeah. automotive uh journalists who have not wrecked any cars yeah they just it's you know, very few it should be able to be able to be used by the next person i feel when i'm done with it right i mean i can't help it if there's a little dust on it but but some of our uh, fellow journalists don't <laughs> treat them <laughs> yes hey when we come back matt hagan the driver of the mopar dodge charger srt hellcat funny car will join us he's going to Tell us what he's been doing uh, since the NHRA tour is on delay. We'll uh, catch up with him. Very interesting guy. Got a lot going on. 
and uh, really a guy that has a lot of businesses going on. His father has a lot of businesses going on. Uh, he's been on the show, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago when he was heading to uh, Reading for the race there. So Matt will join us after the break. Stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Stop, Les Jackson, we are glad you're along for the ride. Don't forget, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all that and more. And uh, we've got a great guest here. Matt has been a guest on the show before, Les. The last time we talked to Matt, he was driving through the woods, heading to the uh, Reading NHRA event. Matt, welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Glad to be on the show. Always good. You are one good of the mo- most interesting guys in racing. You always have a lot going on. Uh, of course, <laughs> you got a couple of events in, and you had some, uh, uh, I think you what qualified, qualified very well on a couple of the first events and uh, ran a big speed number, right? Yeah, you know, we got us a real race car this year, and... Uh, just don't have no racing to go with it, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where um, we qualified number one both events and ran low for the, um, I guess uh, for the for the whole deal, you know. Uh, pretty much every time we rolled out of a deal, it's just uh, the I guess the first race, uh, you know, my crew chief, we just we went up there a little bit gun shy and shook our tires, and in the second. Uh, race i i hit a cone first time ever in my career mm. and uh you know so that was kind of kind of uncharacteristic of everything going on with the way the car is running and everything else but uh you know it keeps you excited to get back after it if we if we do get back after this stuff you know i mean that's uh um you know just kind of everything's been pushed out to august and um uh, you know there, there's some some talks of maybe um, July, but I, I just—it's just hard to tell with, with our platform is so based off of crowds and you know fan engagement and interaction and mass mass amounts of people being there. And, yeah. And uh, you know that's what we uh, what we our whole selling point is with NHRA. So I'm just kind of sitting back waiting to see how they're going to structure it and what we're going to do to do it. You know. Yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, less NHRA is uh, literally about fan interaction. Um, it's one of the That's right. few uh, motorsports where you can go into the pits, you can walk up to the drivers, you can watch them uh, working on, on the uh, cars between the rounds. There's a lot of interactive uh, stuff going on in the pits. Uh, but uh, if, you, if you can't do that, it's kind of hard to do it. Uh, Matt, it'd even be hard to do an NHRA race if it was just, let's say, televised and had no crowd because there's a lot of people that travel well, along to make this happen just for yeah. the, make the cars go down the track. Well, that, and then, you know, like we, they pay our purses out of our, you know, out of the, the crowd, you know, what shows up and, you know, uh, the, you know, all the, all the purses come out of, uh, I guess all the ticket sales and stuff like that. So, um, our biggest thing though, is that, you know, we have to show some type of return for our sponsors and whether that be a, uh, you know, 
um, a, a crowdless TV deal or, or whatever we need to do. I mean, sooner than later, we, we got to start showing that we're still going to be here and we're still going to make this happen and we're still going to, you know, give value back to our sponsors. I mean, we can, we can win every race in the championship and it doesn't pay to what it run, what it costs to run these cars. So, uh, you know, you have to find some way to kind of keep these sponsors happy and keep the sport alive. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know that there's any really good answer, you know I mean? I think that, you know, even I was kicking it around and going like, how do we do this? You know, and, I mean, sometimes you think, well, maybe we can just run at Indy and, and have, you know, TV deals and no crowds there. And, you know, it wouldn't cost the teams much to, to, to be there, but the crew guys could sleep in their own beds and, you know, you roll out there and you know, other than a few drivers here and there and some other California teams then you know, that keeps the cost down. But, mm-hmm. but then again, you know, how does NHRA survive it with them not making any money with no fans being there? So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. Wow. Do you, uh, do you have, or do you and a lot of the people you deal with have any inkling of when things might in some way start up again? Yeah, so they kind of released a, uh, I guess, a, a tentative schedule that there's going to actually, um, they're releasing one next Thursday. Um, but the one that they had, you know, kind of out here had us starting in Seattle, Washington, the 1st of August. And um, I don't see that happening with the way things are in Seattle and um, pretty much anything in California, you know. So, uh, and they were, that was going to be like 16 races in a row um, with wow. no, no weekends off and all the way through the the middle of November. And, uh, you know, so I think they're going to have to change some of that stuff around each state has different, you know, guidelines and rules and governors are doing things differently. So, yeah. um, I realistically think that it's going to be more like 10 to 12 races in a row, uh, with some, you know, jumping around here and there. And, uh, logistically it's going to be tough because, you know, these crew guys, you know, they, you know, the way our, our deal is set up is that we don't have, you know, guys that are, that are, you know, drive big rigs they they wrench on the cars and they put the tents up and they tear that stuff down and then they jump into big rigs and go so some of these team owners might end up having to you know hire just guys to run the run the uh the big rigs down the road so that our guys can rest in between and everything else you know do it all legally and everything else it's uh it's just yeah. gonna be it's gonna be challenging you know but uh, one thing about it, all I know is that I'm ready to go racing. I, be- I bet. I bet you are. <laughs> uh, hey, before we get into what you've been doing, just to kind of tell our listeners what it costs drag racing-wise, what does it typically cost to make one pass in, in your funny car? So, you know, it averaged out over the entire season or whatever, you know, when you break the numbers down on the money and everything else, if it doesn't hurt anything, typically it costs around six to $7,000 a run. Wow. If if it doesn't go out there and put a rod out or you know bang a blower or or uh, hurt a head or anything like that, it's just pretty much what it, you know the typical to make a four second clean run and parts and pieces and everything out average out throughout the year for what what takes everything you know going is around six to seven thousand dollars a run. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, and that's that's basically a burnout yeah. backup. And and uh, a three four second run and and pull the shoots about six seven thousand yeah, dollars if it's know, good. Yeah, and belts and valve train stuff and you know just uh, wear and tear and parts and pieces and you know what you cost labor to pay the guys to do it put it put it together and tear it apart and everything else. I mean, it adds up really fast to to go four seconds and have a lot of fun. You know. Yeah, yeah, and if you're well, going- you know, it's only twelve hundred dollars a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, you know, yeah, for, for going fast my, my is a lot of fun. Told me, 
you know, when I first started off 10 or 12 years ago with him, uh, you know, I was like, man, I, you know, I, I had one too before I, I signed on over here. And, you know, we were just running some IHR events and crossed over a few times to NHRA. And, and uh, he says, you know, kid, when you're ready to own your own team, he says, you still have to get up down a drum over there? I said, yes, sir, I sure do. He says, fill that thing full of $100 bills and light it on fire. And he said, when I don't bother you, watch it burn. He said, you're ready to go fuel racing. <laughs> Yeah, it's yep. like heating your house with uh, with dollar bills, yeah, and or sometimes hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> we're speaking. Uh, <laughs> we're said, speaking. Well, that's, that really puts it in perspective. There, I think it's going to be a while for him. That doesn't bother me. To watch that burn. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we are speaking with Matt Hagen. He's driver of the Mopar Dodge Charge uh, Charger SRT Hellcat Funny Car. Uh, got some uh, great sponsors. We should always mention them: Pennzoil and Mopar and. What's Sandvik Coromant? Yeah, so they, they, they created a lot of tooling for our CNC machines. And, uh, you know, I mean, they even have, you know, bits and, and you know, pieces that, like, out here I met some guys the other day that were uh, doing asphalt. And, um, you know, they use Sandvik tools to, to eat up the asphalt and, and different different tooling and different things like that. So they, they really kind of help um, – Provide you know keep our our parts and pieces and stuff that we make for our car out of aluminum out of these CNC machines and different things like that. So they've helped us set up deals with buying CNC machines with like Okuma and different things like that. And um, you know so just another partner that we have that we uh, we try to do some racing with uh, that they kind of you know um, one hand feeds another kind of thing. You know sure sure and a lot of the stuff you build for the cars it's it's fabricated it's you can't buy parts like this it you have to make them you have to design them right yeah we've been pretty vertical in in Schumacher racing being able to do the majority of everything that we we touch uh other than some valve chain stuff here and there like uh you know the big parts and pieces we we pretty much make for uh for all of our racing stuff so yeah that's uh you know, having partners like that and being able to be vertical really, you know, really helps out a lot. Yeah, yeah. We should say you have so many businesses going, Matt. Uh, it's so impressive. We're going to get into them after the break. we got a break coming up in a little bit. I know your dad has something like 37 different businesses, so uh, we know where you got it from. <laughs> He's up to like 42 now. It's, it's out of control. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, keep, they keep a little over 970 people going, and, uh, you know, it just – it blows my mind. I sit there sometimes and try to be quiet and be a sponge and keep my mouth shut, and it's just uh, it's it's overwhelming sometimes. But uh, you know, it's 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 also motivating, and it drives me to try to to grow and do more and uh, be successful and just learn to be you know structured in some of those environments. And you know, just uh, you know, I, I, during this off season, this break a little bit here, I've just been uh, diving more into some of that stuff and. Well, really, you know, what it takes just to set up one corporation and one business and the, the people that you have to put around you to do that, it just been, you know, kind of blows my mind, you know, and just to do it the right way, you know what I mean? Matt, so, we uh, will be right back. Big learning curve with some of that stuff. And hear more about these businesses when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back. Matt Hagen uh, is not only a drag racer, NHRA drag racer for Don Schumacher Racing. He drives an incredibly cool hot rod. 
Mopod Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat funny car. He's a great guy, and he he is an entrepreneur like you never heard from before. We were talking a little bit during the break, but we should talk, Matt, about tell everyone what you've been doing during the break in the NHRA season. You've got so much going on. You've got a 27-acre farm that raises cattle, and uh, then you uh, also grow hemp, which is cr- pretty cool. Uh, I saw some pictures of your uh, farm. The farm itself looks beautiful with the rolling hills and all the stuff growing on it. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, we keep uh, keep close to 800 mama cows on the farm. I guess I've just been renting some more land and some different things like that. We're up to over 3,100 acres now, and it um, it just kind of keeps growing. But, uh, you know, during this pandemic, um, you know, it basically I've always had a bunch of cattle, and we've, we pretty much, you know, uh, sold two feed yards and different things like that, and they, they kind of put some more weight on these cattle, and then they'll sell the packers and different things like that. And, you know, I, I rode in the grocery store a while back, and, and there was no meat on the shelves, and, you know, I was like, I don't figure out how to get get meat into people's hands immediately, and uh, yeah. you know, so we set up a, a business called Hagen Cattle Company, and uh, we're, we're actually slinging meat now, and and uh, you know, kind of cutting out the middleman, you know, uh, as we were taking semi loads of tractor trailer loads of uh, of these cattle out to these feed yards to, to put weight on them. We uh, I just you know scooped up a bunch of cattle that I had pretty close to being finished, and started getting kill dates for the USDA processors and stuff, and. And now we're being able to just offer it right from the farm to the to the table for all these folks that are uh, kind of worried about where their meat's coming from nowadays. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's getting to be where you can't really depend on the grocery store. One day they got food, and one day they don't. Absolutely. Have, you know, one or two pieces of red meat when you walk out the door. So, uh, you know, I, I put it out there, and it was unbelievable how how uh, fast this this you know this, this meat started moving, and um, you know, people were buying holes and halves and quarters and you know, different packages and stuff. And we're even shipping meat over to California from the East Coast and different things like that. And, um, you know, so just one thing led to another and you, you know, you get an idea and you just try to start up something and uh, it's just really taken off. But we've already pre-sold all the way through August with wow. beef that we have. And, now let- uh, you know, so I'm trying to find more, more dates to have more cattle to, to be available, you know. Let's talk about your hemp operation because that's pretty cool too. It's, it seems like you saw a need and, and jumped on that. Yeah, you know, and what's, what's really cool about hemp is that it, uh, you know, it doesn't have any psychoactive effects in it, but you get all the healing benefits from the CBD, from the plant, from the cannabinoids that are in that plant. And, uh, you know, managing people's pain with that, I had a brother I lost from opioid addiction three years ago, and he had uh, scoliosis, which has uh, curvature in your spine, and they basically said, look, man, you're going to have to be in a wheelchair or you're going to have to have this surgery in he uh, he had the surgery, put nine pounds of titanium in his back, but then got hooked on oxycontins, oh. and um, you know it was all through mm-hmm. doctor and normal medicine and prescription drugs and stuff, and uh, sat around on that stuff and got pneumonia and ended up losing his life from oxycontins, and uh, wow. you know, and one of those things where you know if we could have just found some other alternative than you know these opioids to uh, to try to manage his pain, and you know, and so that's kind of what kind of brought him into my life was. You know, trying to find something that, you know, you can manage your pain with uh, without being addicted Addic- to something, addicted you know. To and yeah. and uh, I have, uh, you know, from working cars and racing and different things, I have three discs that I need to have fused in my spine. So I can't be on opioids and I can't be 
you know, dealing with different things that, that affects us because I still have to drive a race car. Sure. So I started trying CBD a long time ago, and, and it actually worked for me. So that's like, well, I want to invest some money in this and do this. And, you know, so it's something that I, I know it works, and I believe in it myself, and I take it every day. Wow. Um, and it helps manage my pain without being on opioids. And so we just started the business doing that, and, uh, you know, it just it really has taken off. And, you know, you're helping people with, you know, arthritis and anti-inflammatory sure. and sleeping and, you know, anxiety. And you know, there's just so many benefits of hemp with CBD oil in it. Um, you know, so I was just really, you know, on top of trying to make some money with it, it gives you a warm and fuzzy because you're actually truly helping people with their pain, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, and, you know, the time is, you do so many things. We got to move along. We got to talk a little bit about um, what else you've been doing during the, your time off. You got a virtual autograph session coming up on Twitter. Uh, on Thursday, May 28th from uh, 7 to 8 p.m. I, I watched that. I watched Leah do it last night. I don't quite understand it. People have a picture, and then they put it up on Twitter, and then somehow you get the picture and sign it, and then put it back up on Twitter? Yeah, so uh, what we're asking people to do is if you have, like, this is something through Mopar that I'm doing, and if you have, like, a picture with your race car or your hot rod or your plastic car or, or anything like that, or just your Mopar period, you know, take a picture and get it ready, and then, Send it in on Twitter, and uh, I'll be able to sign it and send it back to you. Uh, I'm not really sure how all that works, but my PR gal, she's going to sit down and walk me through it this week, and um, hopefully uh, I'll be technology savvy enough to figure that out. I, you know, everybody asked me, they said, well, what, what are you doing during your break? You know, and they said, well, what are your teammates doing during your break? And it looked like all my teammates are playing video games. So I was like, well, I really haven't, uh, haven't, haven't set myself up right to where I can just sit back and play video games. You know, I guess it's an iHeart race or some, some type of racing deal or whatever they do. But, um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm definitely got more going on than being able to sit around and play some video games. But the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but that, that being said, I'm not technology savvy enough to, to figure this out yet either. So maybe I should be playing some more video games. We'll I, don't talk, know. I think Les wants to get in here with something, but uh, I have a question about simulators too, but Les, what, what were you going to ask? Well, I wanted to ask about, uh, you were driving a monster truck a number of years ago and, and I, I'm very curious, uh, you know, you're sitting way up in the air in those things. Um, how much are you beaten up when these things jump? You know, I was really surprised of how how great the suspension are on those. You know, I was actually uh, lucky enough to drive the Virginia Giant, and uh, they had some events at our tracks and stuff like that. And I just kind of befriended the, uh, the fellow that owned that. And he's like, come on, man, let's crush some cars. Let's do some stuff. And, you know, I jumped in there and just had a blast. Just got one of those three-speed Lincos in there and a little blown alcohol motor. And, you know, you just got the plexiglass in the floor, and you're just basically driving these trucks through the floor. And, uh, you know, just, just had a blast in that thing. You know, you got to kind of watch the rear steering, those things. They'll they'll get away from you in a heartbeat. So, you know, not being able to do it a whole lot, you know, I was just kind of really, uh, really paying attention more to the rear steer than anything else that so doesn't come around to roll over on yeah. different things. But the suspension in those monster trucks are just incredible. I mean, it's just like you're just – even when you come down and crush in those cars – it's just like being on, on like a cloud of air. You know? Wow! It's really, really wow. nice. Yeah. So not a not a heavy jolt. Not as bad as you'd think at all. I was really surprised. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to beat myself up in this thing. He's like, oh, man. He's like, you know, I think he was like sixty five or so at the time. And he's like, I drive him every day and everything's great. I was like, wow. oh, that sounds good to me. Hmm. All right. 
Well, hey, you know, you were mentioning simulators, uh, Matt. We're speaking with Matt Hangren, uh, who is the uh, Mopar uh, Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat funny car driver for Don Schumacher, amongst probably a, a thousand other things that he does. Uh, rancher, hemp grower, uh, and all kinds of good stuff. We, Of course, you have your outdoor stores as well. But uh, we've seen a lot of different uh, types of racing. They have simulators, you know, they... I'm thinking NHRA's got to do this because wouldn't it be cool to have a simulator where fans could drive against you and see match reaction times and things like that? Uh, it seems like something Absolutely. NHRA think, has to do. Yeah, it just it, it just needs to be a big out people like you know to sit you back in, in your seat and get those G's. And that's really what what you know for us is really hard to simulate. Um, you know, you can do a lot of reaction times with lights and you know that kind of stuff, but to have that car sitting there bouncing off the ground as, as each cylinder is firing and, you know, you're pulling up and staging and figuring all that kind of stuff, there's just no replacement for the real thing, you know I mean? That's, yeah. that's really what's tough is that you can't, you know, have something pin you back six Gs in your seat and then put, <laughs> you know, negative seven Gs moving forward, you know, it just, it, there's just, that's why we do this and that's why we love it, I guess, and, you know, why we're not allowed, allowed to test too much is because it's so expensive to do, but... Um, you know, it just there's it's hard to, to recreate what those real funny cars do. All right, well, Matt Hagen, we appreciate you being on Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Stop. I'm Les Jackson. We're gonna see you down the road. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.